Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with me. I want to dive right in on this podcast and talk about a politician that I think has done some things, has won in a way that is a model certainly for the GOP and maybe for our broader politics in America. This past weekend in Tennessee, perhaps you've heard that Bill Lee, a man named Bill Lee, has become the 50th governor of the state of Tennessee. Now, he's a good man and uh, he's going to do a good job as governor, but I want to talk about how he got into office because it was not very likely he was going to during a couple of his races. I should say quickly right off the bat that I do not have any connection to Bill Lee's campaign or politics. I have not consulted with, served in uh, his campaigns. Um, he and I are distant friends. I don't mean that as a negative. I think I've shaken hands with him one time at a public event. We know of each other, and that's about as far as it goes. By all accounts, he's a good guy. Um, I've known of him. He runs a large company in the state of Tennessee, so it's kind of hard not to know his name. But uh, what, what follows here is not any kind of paid political advertising at all. It's simply a commentary. So Bill Lee's grandfather started a company called Lee Company, which is as far as I know, is an air conditioning company. Some people describe it in the press as a construction company, but I'm guessing that has to do with the fact that they're on construction sites. But basically, uh, they service and install and sell air conditioning systems. In fact, I had a maintenance contract with their company for my house. Um, he's known for that. His name, Lee Company, uh, is on trucks all over the state, uh, and he's been and a, a very exemplary businessman. I think that those years in business gave him a knowledge of the state. He served in some trade organizations and so on and had a bit of a name. But he was not that well known other than as the head of his Lee company, which is, again, a very well known company in the state. He ended up running for governor against Diane Black. Now, Diane Black had served in the Tennessee legislature before. She was the representative from the Tennessee 6th District, congressional district. Um, she was a fighter. She's hard-nosed. She's feisty. Uh, and she was running for governor. And uh, so was a, na a man named Boyd. And Boyd was a man who had had some experience in Tennessee government. He had worked under Governor Haslam, uh, both in education and in economic development. In fact, he headed the Economic Development Department for Tennessee government. And so he was fairly well known. What's interesting about this race uh, is that uh, Bill Lee, uh, by all accounts, and again, I, I only know the second hand, but Bill Lee is a good Christian man. And he's a man of character and he's a man of principle. And the reason that this is important, I'm certainly not saying the other two aren't Christians. I'm not making those religious distinctions. But Bill Lee is a man who tries to apply his faith to his politics and also his conduct in office. So, uh, though I'm sure he can sin like the rest of us, uh, the fact is that he would attempt to be a moral or ethical man when he's running for office. And this really showed at a critical moment in the GOP primary for governor in the state of Tennessee. So you had Bill Lee running against Boyd and running against Black, the other two far more experienced um, in government, far more politically experienced. And uh, also, by the way, with, uh, with other races under their belt. 
So what happened was the story here that I want to tell is that you got down to about a month before Election Day and Bill Lee now was losing by double digits. Depending on what poll you relied upon, he was down 12 points, 14 points. Uh, he was losing and losing badly. People had pretty much discounted him. I didn't have anything to do with this particular election. I was busy overseas and in D.C., um, but as I watched it, I didn't think that Bill had much of a chance, even though he was the one I was going to vote for. What happened, though, was a typical episode of what has become com our common experience in American politics of just sheer political meanness. Uh, the television ads really told the story. Diane Black began running an ad that accused the Lee Company of having essentially fired a member of the Army National Guard uh, who was deployed because the man was deployed. Now, when I heard that, again, I'm not calling Bill Lee and getting the lowdown on the phone or anything like that. We're not that close. But I just doubted that it was true. First of all, most companies are smart enough not to do that by virtue just of the PR spin that will be negative. Uh, second of all, Bill Lee's patriot, man who cares about people, and he's not going to do that kind of thing, as far as I know. Um, and, and also, by the way, this is just this is just about the dumbest thing and the cruelest thing that you can do. Despite PR, it's just wrong. And while I certainly I want to say again, Bill Lee is flawed like all the rest of us, and could and his company could do this kind of thing. I mean, obviously, Bill not is not solely in charge of the decisions made by his company. I just suspected this. Uh, second of all, there were allegations in TV commercials that Lee had uh, funded uh, certain members of the Democratic Party. Well, again, I'm not making excuses for them, but large companies like his tend to give money broadly to causes, various causes. And did some Lee Company money show up in the coffers of Democrat politicians who held opposite values from uh, Bill Lee? Probably. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. And you'll find that's the case with larger companies. So again, my point's not to exonerate him. Maybe mistakes were made. I don't know. But the at attack ads were particularly vicious. And Diane Black is known for this, by the way. She's known to be hard-hitting, uh, even though her commercials will show her with her grandchildren and as kind of a grandmotherly figure. She conducts politics like total war. Um, she sought the support of Donald Trump during her campaign. She didn't get it. She did have the endorsement of Vice President Pence. And by the way, Tennessee is a state in which 56% of the people are strong Trump supporters. So 56% of the state goes strongly for Trump, and most GOP politicians uh, win by by running on Trump's agenda. For example, uh, a woman I am closer to, know well, have worked with, Marsha Blackburn, uh, won her Senate seat in the same election uh, that I'm talking about now, and largely by mirroring Donald Trump. I mean, she's a competent woman in her own right. I don't mean to say that she's not uh, gifted and capable, but she basically echoes Donald Trump on almost every policy point. And that works in Tennessee, a state, again, that's gone 56% pro-Trump. So, that's the context in which this election was taking place. And they thought that if they could show uh, Boyd and Black thought if they could show lead as uh, unpatriotic, as uh, leaning to the left in some cases, that they could defeat him. What happened is what's happening to our country as a whole. And this is what I want you to understand. 
people were deeply turned off by the ads. It's not just that they were mean-spirited. Uh, it's not just that they were inaccurate. I mean, Bill Lee's company even issued a cease and desist letter to Black uh, on the issue of that Army National Guard member who had been uh, supposedly fired. Uh, it, it was not just that it was that kind of thing. It's that it, it, it moved the discussion from core issues. It moved it to personalities and allegations. It was the kind of angry mudslinging we're seeing at the national level. It shifted. And people in Tennessee, as pro-Trump as they are, and, and as hard as Boyd and Black were trying to run for, uh, trying to run to the hard right, uh, it, it just left a bad taste in people's mouths. Now, I want you to re- remember now that Bill Lee was double digits behind as of 30 days before Election Day. Well, these campaigns came out. Obviously, Black and Boyd perceived Lee as a threat, even though he was trailing fairly badly. And uh, he went on the air with an ad. I need to say, by the way, just a little parenthesis here, that Lee's early TV ads had been fairly amateurish. Um, they looked like he was showing pictures from uh, family vacations. Um, they looked like pictures that might have been taken in the fellowship hall of a local church. They would be pictures of his wife and his kids, and um, but they were fuzzy and they were, you know, you're thinking, well, gosh, let's not try to be too folksy here with with fuzzy bad pictures of our vacation. Um, you know, a man of Lee's wealth has got a decent camera. Heck, we've all got decent cameras on our iPhones. So let's. Let's not let's not try to look too homespun and folksy here. Um, they were badly done. It's part of the reason he was trailing. His commercials were pretty pitiful, um, and and Bill Lee's a handsome guy and well spoken, and so they, they, he ought to have been able to soar on television commercials. But they had been pretty bad. When Black and Boyd went after him with spurious accusations, I believe um, he went on the air and he said, "Look." I'm not going to play these games. This looks like a race to the bottom. That's the phrase I want you to remember. This looks like a race to the bottom, not a race to the top, not a race to serve the state, but a race to the bottom. I want to serve this state. I want to do it as an ethical man. uh, And I'm not going to make a run to the bottom. I'm going to rise above this garbage. Now, I got to tell you that that worked. And it didn't just work because it was political positioning, even though it was smart positioning, but it worked because it was true. It was consistent with his nature. It was consistent with his personality. It was consistent with his values. And it's what the voted voters wanted to hear. The voters were embarrassed by what was happening in these ads. Um, I'd get up on a Sunday morning, having gone, gone to church the night before, uh, and uh, and would uh, would wa- see these ads uh, timed carefully for some of the most, you know, the higher, quote unquote, higher socioeconomic level of viewers are active and during political talk shows and what have you on Sunday morning. I'd see these ads and I would think this is this is atrocious. This is this is scared politicians throwing mud uh, in hope that none of it gets on them. And so Bill Lee, again, no connection with me professionally, uh, goes on the air and says, this is a race to the bottom, and I'm not going to play. And I want you to know that he ended up winning winning handily the GOP primary for governor. 
You already know that because I've told you that he was uh, inaugurated this past weekend. He then went on to run against Nashville's former mayor, Carl Dean, um, a moderate Democrat, adept politician, had done very good things for Nashville. Don't mind saying that. I live in Nashville half the year. Um, and so he, he was affecting my community. But Bill Lee built, beat him by a number of points, ran a very effective campaign. But the defining moment was in that GOP primary when Bill Lee said, I'm not going to be part of a race to the bottom. I'm not going to run um, the kind of race these other people are. I'm going to rise above. So here was Diane Black. Here was Mr. Boyd. And both of them uh, outspent Bill Lee. The, the, the scuttlebutt is that Lee spent about $7 million, largely of his own money. Um, Boyd spent about 14 Diane Black spent about $21 million and had the endorsement of the vice president of the United States and at least wrapped herself um, in a make America great again, Trumpian kind of cloak. Um, but she lost and lost badly. Boyd lost badly. Bill Lee won and then won again in the general and did so largely because of that defining moment where he had said, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to race to the bottom. I want to serve the state. I want to do good things. And I am going to run the a campaign that is consistent with my values. Now, it might sound like I'm touting Bill Lee, and you know, obviously I'm setting him up as an example, um, but the only reason that I'm doing that is that I want to tell you that particularly with the shutdown, the, the government shutdown that's active in the U.S. right now as I record this, um, and, and with the weariness over overheated politics and the lying and the mudslinging, uh, people are hungry, not just because of their exhaustion. I believe they've always been hungry for a statesman who won't dance at the bottom of the pile, who won't make a race to the bottom, who won't be a bottom feeder. Uh, and I, I, I'm convinced that even though that, that kind of politic tends to prevail in our national life. It's not what people want. People are hoping for more. They're hoping for leadership. They're hoping for nobility. They're hoping for character. They're hoping for an elevated vision. They're hoping for a Churchillian kind of candidate, a Churchillian kind of leadership, visionary, broad, sunlit uplands, our finest hour, etc. They want that kind of vision. And what politicians don't seem to understand is that when they just fight, they look like little children. They forget about their followers. They forget about inspiring. They forget about drawing people out uh, and, and summoning their best. And that's what people want from their leadership. People want leadership to make them better than they are without that leadership, make the nation better and make themselves better. Now, Bill Lee is a little inexperienced politically. I'm sure he's going to make mistakes. But I'll tell you what, we've just had a, a tremendous governor uh, who's his name was Haslam, Bill Haslam, and I think Bill Lee's going to follow in his steps and perhaps even do even greater things on some important fronts like education and what have you and, and health care. Uh, I think he's going to be a good, solid, moderate Republican, conservative on social issues, and um, I think he's going to lead the state well. But the defining moment in my mind will always be when people who were better financed and more experienced than he was uh, feared him began slinging mud, and he said, I'm not going to race to the bottom. I'm going to rise above. I'm going to serve this state. I'm doing what I'm doing for a higher cause. I think Bill Lee won because he was um, showing himself to be consistent with his faith, by the way, uh, his Christian faith, which he spoke openly about. In fact, he even traveled with his uh, former pastor, and and um, he's, he had a worship service as part of his inauguration and so on. He's, he's put his faith forefront uh, without, as far as I know, being hokey about it, which is what a lot of people do. If you're insincere about faith, but you tout faith as part 
part of your campaign, you often end up doing rather stupid things. You misquote scripture, you mix things up, you put together events that don't fly. People sense that they're not authentic. But Bill Lee's been a deeply Christian man for a lot of years. And by the way, he suffered a bit. And I I don't need my politicians to have suffered. But I've always remembered Peggy Noonan's great line um, when she saw Al Gore and George W. Bush debating each other. She said afterwards, you wish that they had both suffered a little bit more. She was looking for greater heft. She was looking for the the marks of someone who has suffered and risen again. Uh, Bill Lee lost uh, his first wife in a a horse riding accident years ago. Um, Tragedy, obviously terrible. Uh, He's written a book about that. People knew that story. So they knew there was a little bit of heft. They, They knew there was the depth in a man's soul that comes from suffering. And so uh, I think they could they could feel that, especially as he was so open about his faith, his hardships, and his uh, vision for the state. So my point is not that Bill Lee's Jesus. He's not. My point is, however, that in this recent election, in a vital state, uh, a man won, uh, became the 50th governor of Tennessee, largely because of character, not greater spending, not greater uh, experience, not at all, uh, not greater advisors, not greater PR firms. Uh, none of those things are true. But I think because he resonated with the state, yes, it's in the South and yes, it's Tennessee, but he, it, he resonated with the voters, uh, with his faith, with his character, with his willingness to rise above. And this is what's going to be essential for anybody who's going to lead in the future. Um, love Donald Trump or, or don't. Uh, but the fact is, if you do love him, you have to realize that his manner, maybe not his policies, but his manner um, is, dam- uh, is damaging this country and is a race to the bottom. Same thing with people on the opposite side. And I think Bill Lee shows us that people will resonate with this kind of character when it's genuine, when it's proclaimed, and when it's lived out on a public stage. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, the Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.